This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. And the title of my, my message today is Keep Going. That's the title of my message is to keep going. Because I'm going to say this, even though that, you know, we're running a race and we, and we, we never, we, we may be able to, 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 to accomplish some things in God. But even if you accomplish some things, God still wants you accomplishing more things. Can, can I talk to somebody today? God doesn't, yes, it's great to accomplish some things in God. It, it's great. We've made it through the three week. Fast, And I want to say this, that maybe some of you did amazing and maybe some of you didn't do as well. But God doesn't look at our outward actions all the time. He looks at at the motives of our heart. And even though that our flesh may fail, you know, your flesh is how many people have flesh in here? You know, you have a body, right? And even though we have weaknesses, you know, you you, 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 we, 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 we don't we don't do it right all the time. But thank God, that's the reason why God, we have grace. That we have God's grace because we don't do it right all the time. But I want to encourage you, maybe you didn't do as well, but God is, all, but, but God is looking at your heart and not your performance. We, we, we think God's always judging us on performance, but really God is judging us on our heart. And what was our heart intent and are we trying to please God? Are, are we are we trying to give it our best shot? Amen. Are we are we are we at least moving in that direction? Amen. And so and so today I want to talk to you about keep going. Let me just pray before we get started. Father, I just thank you for these precious people today and those watching online. And Father God, I just thank you that that you're with us, that 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 you are with us today and that you're with us as we as we sacrifice uh, uh, for you, Lord, and to, to do your will. And we thank you, Lord God, that, that, that you're moving in this service, moving through the people, uh, minister through me, Father, to give a rhema word today. And I just give you all the honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So, so I want to talk to you about keep going. In other words, um, we got to keep doing the basics in God. We, we, just because we've, we've, we've just completed 21 days of fasting, that doesn't mean that we, we stop praying and fasting. That doesn't mean that we, we, we stop reading our Bible. I, I just, I made it, I did it, then I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, no, 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 we need to keep going. We need to keep going. I, I'd like um, in Philippians 3, uh, 13 and 14, and this is the Apostle Paul, and when you think about the Apostle Paul, uh, he was one of the greatest um, apostles risen up by, by the Lord Jesus. He was a great man of God, great man of faith. Um, even though he was a great man of faith, he, was, he, 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 he encountered many trials like we do today. He, he, he was always dealing with trials in his life. And I think that's what kept him humble. You know, the trial sometimes keeps us on our knees. Uh, sometimes when we don't have trials, we get too caught up in our own selves and we think that we're doing okay, but, uh, but you're never doing, you may be just doing okay, but you need to be doing great. Amen? And, uh, and Paul, even though he did some great things for God, and the Bible actually says, and he's actually recorded in the scriptures, that he had visions of heaven, 
that he had, you know, uh, you know, he, he had revelations of God that was amazing. Um, uh, even some of the other apostles uh, was baffled at some of his writings. Peter, um, even that walked with Jesus, um, praised the apostle Paul in one of his writings. So Paul was an amazing guy. And, uh, but, but he, he knew that, Paul knew that he never arrived. He, you know, and we, and in our Christian walk, we don't ever arrive until we get to heaven. Amen. And then when we get to heaven, I think we're going to still be growing. Can I, can I preach to somebody today? I, I think when we get to heaven, I don't think we're ever going to stop growing, stop learning. Um, I, I believe that, that, that in eternity, we're going to keep receiving more of God's glory. Amen. We're going to get a greater revelation of the goodness of God. Amen. And so, Philippians uh, 3, 13, 14, uh, Paul write, writes this, Brethren, I do not count myself as to apprehend it, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So he's saying here that, that he, he's, he, he, he's saying, I haven't attained it yet. You know, I, I, he has done some great things. Maybe you, you did great in your fast. Maybe, you know, you received some revelation from God. Maybe you received some answered prayer. But there's, there's, there's more. Look at your neighbor and say, there's more. There's more. Amen. There's more in God. Amen. And, uh, and he says that uh, he keeps reaching forward to the th- uh, things which are ahead. And he says he presses towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So it's an upward movement. In other words, we need to keep going up in God. We need to keep moving up in God. We, we, we just don't just settle. You read that worship book and say, well, I worship God. Uh, I, I, I got through that, you know, and, and I don't need to worship him anymore. No, no, no. You need to continue to make it a lifestyle, Amen. a worship. Amen. And so, and so we need to keep pressing in. He says, I press in. So number one, we need to keep pressing in to renew the vision or get a fresh vision from God. We need to keep pressing in to either renew the vision that God has given us because sometimes God gives us assignments and um, like uh, Letty was talking about, we can be in an assignment, but we're not really moving in our assignment like we need to. In other words, we're not really pushing, we're not doing it to the nth degree. We're not giving it all that we have. Amen? Uh, and so, and so, and so when we need to press into the things of God uh, to either uh, renew the vision that God has already given us so he can prompt us like he prompted Letty to, to, to stir up the gift. Right. And so it, it put another dimension on the on the worship. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? How many people want another dimension of God in your life? Can I get it? Can I get a witness in the house today? How many people want a greater uh, dimension of God in your life? A, a, a revelation of God where, where it, it, you know, God shows you something and it doesn't matter what other people say. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are, are telling you. Uh, it doesn't matter how it looks. You're going to be just fine. Why? Because you got a word from God. 
You have a word. You have a no so word. When when the Lord gave me a, a word, even in my finances and things aren't looking, you know, in my investments, things aren't looking as good as they did last year. Uh, the Lord says it's, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be well. Amen. It keeps you steady. Amen. And we need God to keep us steady. Yes. We need a steady word from God every day. That's why Jesus said, you know. That men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So, so you know, the, there's a scripture that says, uh, there's a prayer that Jesus, uh, the Lord's prayer, and he says, give us this day our daily bread. So we need a fresh encounter with God every day. I like what it says in Habakkuk 2.1. It says, I will stand upon my watch and set upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. Uh, that's interesting. So, so here uh, in Habakkuk, uh, the prophet, he's saying that he's standing and waiting on the Lord. And, and he's seeing what God will say to him. And sometimes there's some areas in our life where we need to be reproved. Oh, I'm preaching today. There's some areas in our life where we might need to adjust. Okay, is that, does that sound, is that a little, can I dumb it down a little bit more? There's some areas in our life that we might need a change. We might need a reproof. There, there, there's, a, there's a little adjustments. And so when, when God uh, reveals little adjustments in our life, then, then, then that's when we can act on it and move forward. And then back it says here, uh, it said, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So we see here that even though, uh, you know, things can look shaky in our lives and, and maybe our relationships that we're having, maybe your relationship with your spouse is not on, on strong footing right now. Uh, get a vision that your marriage is going to be the best marriage that, that heaven can make. Get a vision. Maybe, maybe your health is not where it needs to be right now. But, but get a vision that your health is going to go up this year. That you're going to get healthy this year. Get a, get a vision. Maybe, maybe your finances is not hitting on all fours. Amen? That, that's a ter- car terminology. Amen? <laughs> hitting on all fours. But get a vision that God's going to increase you this year. That God's going to open doors of grace this year. That God's going to give you uncommon favor. Get a, we we got to keep that vision before us. So, because, because I said at the very beginning, we're fasting for purpose. And, and you have to get a purpose in your life. You have to know why you're living this life for Christ. And, and, and when you get that purpose and, and, and God gives you, either you, you may say, I don't really have a purpose. Well, get, stay, in, stay in, the, in the place of pressing in God through fasting and prayer until you get that purpose. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Are you hearing what I mean? Until you're in that sweet spot called there. You know, in the place called there. Have you ever heard that? I'm in that place called there. I'm, I'm in that sweet spot. Number two, we need to keep pressing into God for greater grace. How many people need greater anointing on your life? How many people need a greater power of God on your life? How many people need uh, uh, the, the God factor in your life? It, it, it changes everything. 
God's God grace on you. His grace is, you know, I, I, I look at grace and anointing as being the same. God's grace is his power on you to get a job done. It's, it's, it's his power to, to get you moving in the right direction. And so, and so we discovered that, that, that God's power, God's grace on our life comes through us walking in humility. Oh, am I preaching today? And so when we walk in humility, when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, uh, the Bible says he will raise us up in due season. Now, I'm going to say this. That due season may not be your timing. It's always God's timing. And sometimes we want our timing. We want it done in our timetable. But, you know, God's timetable and our timetable can be totally different. And so why? Because there, there, there's, a, there's a process that we have to go through because once we receive the promise, we can, we can keep the promise. Oh, I'm preaching today. Because, you know, if you get a promise too fast, if you get your prayers answered way too quick, too easy, then, then you may take the promise for granted. Am I talking to somebody today? And then when you take that promise for granted, when you get it easy, too easy, um, uh, it's almost like you don't really need to press in anymore to the things of God. But when it takes a process of time for you to receive the promise answer, then then you you have a a more uh, humble spirit about you. So in James 4, 6, it says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We know this, that, that Jesus uh, was, uh, he is the, the, the humble servant of God, and he's the humble servant of mankind. Uh, Jesus is the, 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 the most humble and meek person. I know the Bible says that Moses was the meekest man on the earth, but he wrote that. Amen. And, uh, but uh, he was the meekest man on the earth. But, but really, uh, Jesus was the most humble a meek person out there. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so Jesus humbled himself. And the Bible says he humbled himself under the ministry of John to get water baptized. Remember that? And so even though John, his cousin, they were only six months apart in age. They probably grew up together. Uh, he submitted to John's uh, ministry and got water baptized. Remember that? And then the, then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus and then said, this is my beloved Son whom I'm well pleased. And then uh, Jesus humbled himself enough to be led by the Spirit in Matthew 4, 1, 3, to be led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So, so, so even God's Son Jesus had to be tested. Am I talking to anybody today? And in this walk that we're walking in Christ, there's going to be times where we're tested in our faith. Now, 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 you know, uh, the test really, I believe the biggest test is not when the devil comes against us in sickness or when poverty is attacking our life. The biggest test is the waiting test. Am I, oh, I'm preaching today. It's, the, it's that time where you're waiting on the Lord to act. And you're praying for your family members and you're praying for your situation to change. And it just seems like nothing is 
changing, nothing's moving. It seems like it's the same, just, you know, you know, the same, you know, same thing, just a different day. You know, you've heard that before. How's it going today? Same day, you know, same thing, but a different day. I mean, people say it a little differently. And, uh, and so (laughs) you hear what I'm saying today, but, but, but we need to keep pressing in uh, to God for greater grace. And we see that Jesus, he humbled himself to go into the wilderness in Matthew 4, 1 and 3. And, and he humbled himself so that he could be tested by the devil and really to, to show uh, really what, where, where he was at in God. And we know that, that he overcame the devil in the wilderness. He fasted for 40 days. And then he became hungry and then the devil tempted him. But he overcame all three temptations in the wilderness. I'm going to say this to you this morning. You're going to make it through your wilderness. I'm going, to say, make it, I'm going to say it to you this morning that as long as you hold on to the unchanging hand of God, as long as you know the Word of God, as long as you keep speaking the Word of God out of your mouth, I, it, things are going to start to change. As long as you keep calling those things that be not as though they were. You call what you're believing God to manifest in your life until it manifests. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so we see that. And so what was the payoff of Jesus going through the wilderness, being tested of the devil? Well, the payoff was, well, the, well, the angels, after he, he, he beat the devil in the wilderness, the devil left him for a season, the Bible says. Angels um, came and ministered to Jesus, which is amazing. I, I like that idea. You know, when we're going through our process of our, you know, problems, uh, and we stick in God, God can send an angel to minister to us. Not just the Son of God, but I'm telling you, an angel can come and touch us, uh, uh, give us peace, give us the joy that we've been looking for, glory to God. We can have angelic visitations. I believe that. I believe that God is not the God of yesterday. He's the God of today and forever. I believe that he's the same. Amen. And the same miracle working God that worked miracles 2000 years ago through Jesus and the hands of the apostles are working miracles today through each one of us. Do you believe that today? And you are servants of the Most High. So the payoff was in Luke 4, 14 and 15, is that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee and news of him went out through all the surrounding region and he taught in their synagogues being glorified by all. So we see here that the payoff of him going through the the process of the wilderness, being tempted of the devil. And see, what we went through in the past three weeks, you know, it's similar. I'm not going to say it's what Jesus went through, but some of your fasting was not easy. Some of it, you know, putting down your flesh was not easy. It was a struggle. It was a sacrifice. Uh, Sometimes some of you may got angry through the 21 day fasting. Like, why am I doing this? You know, some of you might, might, have, might have just broke down and ate a bag of potato chips. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And then repent it later. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But, 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 see, but, but you said, I'm going to do better, God. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do better. And, and so I'm going to say this, through this process, you know, there's, listen, there's no promise without the problem. There's no promise without the process. 
And we have to have a process. Unfortunately, there's always a process. Pastor, do you have to talk to me about process? Yeah, there's a process. And what God is doing is, he, you know, God is called the potter. We're the clay. So what is God doing? In the, in the process of our problem, he's molding us into the people that he's calling us to be. And when he molds us, what's happening is, you know, uh, we're being tried in the fire of life and the impurities are coming up to the top, like how they, how they uh, purify gold, they melt it down and then the impurities come up and they scrape the impurities off. And so what happens is through our fasting, we learn about who we are and, when, and what we're not, and then we can move forward in God. See, see, not only it's good to know your strengths, it's good to know your strengths. You should all know what your strengths are. But you should also know your weaknesses too. You should know where you're, you know, I, I like that famous preacher, a man got to know his limitations. No, that was Clint Eastwood. But um, uh, <laughs> a man has to know his limitations, right? Uh, 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 You've you got to know your limitations. You need to know your strengths. And some of you found out some of your limitations through the 21-day fasting. Some of you found it out and found out what you were strong in and what, you're, what you were weak in. I'm going to say this. It's more than just willpower. I'm saying this. Press in for greater grace for spirit power. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, allow the spirit to start carrying you through the new year instead of your flesh. Am I talking to somebody today? Allow the Spirit of God uh, to, to, to forge you forward this year. Allow the power of God. I like what it says in Zechariah 4, 6, and 7. It, it says here, this is, uh, it says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And there's a, there's a song, not by might, not by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord of hosts, not by might, not by power. And, um, and I don't know the rest of it. But anyway, but, uh, but, but I wish I knew the last, next line. But anybody ever heard that song? Yeah. Uh, I, I probably don't have the right tune. Uh, that's why I'm not up here on the, on the conquering quartet side. Amen. And so he answered and said, this is the word of the Lord to his rubber, not by might nor by power, but by the spirit, says the Lord. And I like what it says, the rest of it. Who, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So what he's saying here is not, it's not by our own might. It's not by our, our own power, not by our own willpower, but it's only if we're going to make it in this life, if we're going to make it in the race of God, it has to be by the Spirit of God. It's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by His Spirit. And He's saying here that He said there might be a mountain in your way, Zerubbabel. There might be a mountain trying to block you from the blessings of God. And I'm talking to somebody today. There might be a mountain there that you can't seem to get past it. You've been coming up against it and, and that you've been fasting and saying, God, remove this mountain. And what he instructs the rumble to do, he said, speak grace to your mountain and your mountain will be leveled. 
Am I talking to somebody today? I'm talking, yeah, you might be dealing with a mountain, but, but faith in God will bring the mountains in your life to molehills. Emma, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Whatever mountain that you feel that's blocking you, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? That, that, that's keeping you from seeing the fullness of the promise. You need to start speaking grace to it, glory to God. You need to start speaking grace to your mountains. And I'm telling you, the power of God will level that mountain in your life. Mountains are coming down. I'm saying it again, mountains are coming down in your lives, bar none. Because Jesus said, just speak to the mountain and it can be cast into the sea. Amen. The third key, keep pressing into God for greater hunger for God to to fill you. Amen. Keep pressing into God for greater hunger. I talked about this last week. That we don't want to get to a place in God where our life is just so-so in God and that we're not pressing into the things of God and that, that our faith is really in our, in, in, in our things and our stuff. We don't want to get lukewarm in God. Oh, I'm preaching today. We don't want to be like that church that said, we got everything and God said, you got nothing. We don't want to be like that church that God said, you may have some physical things. You may have some money in the bank. You may have your health. Your relationship might be doing, your relationships might be doing okay, but you're bankrupt spiritually. He said that to the church, the lukewarm church. And I'm saying this to you today. There's, there's no lukewarm people allowed in Exceed Life Church. No, you guys are getting fired up for God. You're not going to be lukewarm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we know we're going to be fired up for God. We keep pressing in for a greater hunger. In Matthew 5, 1 and 9, uh, Jesus is, is uh, speaking on the, the mount. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And he said, And seeing the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And he was seated. Uh, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. What he was saying is, is blessed are those that knows they don't, they don't have it all yet. Blessed are those that realize they're bankrupt without God in their life. Blessed are those that, that, that recognize that they're poor without the anointing of God. And then he said, blessed are those who mourn, for there shall be comforted. I love that because fasting, Bible talks about fasting and prayer, is a sort of mourning for your body. You're mourning, amen? Uh, you're, you're suffering, amen? And, uh, and I like what one scripture says, uh, you know, weeping may endure in the night, but what comes in the morning? Uh, let me say it again. Weeping may endure in the night, but what, what's the payoff? Joy in the morning. So, so we, may, we, we might be going through a process, but I'm telling you, we're going to be preserved through the promises. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Blessed are those that, that, are, uh, that are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. In other words, blessed are the humble, for they will, they will inherit the earth. In other words, not always the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes you say, if we complain enough with what they did to us, they're going to have to take care of us. No, no, you just need to give it to God. You need to to pray for those that are doing you wrong. 
You need, you need to you know, speak blessings to your mountain, and you need to speak blessings to your enemies. Okay. You need to bless those who persecute you. You need to keep walking in love. Don't allow the love factor to leave your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Keep praying for those. Keep lifting them up in prayer. Keep, keep asking God to touch them and reveal truth and bring them out of deception and deceit in Jesus' name. So we see this, that, that we have to keep uh, hungering for the things of God. Amen? Uh, uh, I like, and then when we do that, uh, they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled, as Jesus said. So I love that because God wants us filled every day. With his glory. I like what it says in Psalms 23, 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So I'm going to say this to you today. You may seem like there's some enemies against you. Whatever those enemies might be. They might not be physical people. It might be sickness. It might be poverty. It might be something else. But, but God is preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And I like what it says. He will anoint your head with oil. It's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And your cup will over. Flow with God's goodness. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And number four, keep pressing in and keep the switch of faith. This is my main key here. Keep pressing in and keep the switch of faith turned on. In other words, don't give up hope. Keep the switch of faith turned on. You come up here, maybe you're dealing with some kind of physical issue. I pray for you. Maybe you don't feel anything in your body. Maybe you don't feel... But believe that my prayer and you standing in agreement with my prayer for you to be healed, believe that the anointing is working in your body. And the Bible says this, as they went, they were healed. So, so the healing can be a process and allow the process of God's healing power to heal your body. And, and keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep saying, thank you, Lord. When hands were laid on me, I was healed and I received that healing. Glory to God. So we have to keep the switch of faith turned on. In, in other words, uh, when Jairus came to Jesus and said, my, my daughter is at a point of death. And, 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 and will you come uh, raise her up? Will you pray for her? Jesus said, I will come to your, health, uh, your house, Jairus. And then as Jesus was going towards Jairus' house. The lady with the issue of blood uh, uh, intercepted Jesus, got her healing, amen, and slowed the whole process down. And then somebody came from Jairus' house and said, there's no need to worry the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. But what did Jesus say to Jairus? Only believe. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he just said, keep the, what he was saying was, keep the switch of faith turned on. Only believe. Don't give up hope. Don't throw in the towel. Only believe. I like what he said to Martha, you know, about when Lazarus dead. Only believe and you will see the glory of God. We just got to keep believing. We got to be believing believers. We got to keep believing no matter what it looks like. No matter how much obstacles are coming against our lives. We need to keep on believing. Psalms 27, 13, and 14. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So what is the key to 
being, uh, uh, keeping the, the switch of faith turned on. The key to keeping the switch of faith turned on is waiting in the presence of God. It's keeping God in your equation. It's staying in worship, staying in praise, staying in prayer, staying in the word, staying in church. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's the key to to being uh, 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 blessed in God that, 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 that you're, that's the key to keeping the switch of faith turned on is wait on the Lord. You know, some of you might be feeling weak and tired and weary at times. I say wait on the Lord. Amen. In Isaiah 49, 29, 31, he says he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So what is he saying in this passage? He's saying that there might be people half your age that think they can run circles around you. And, 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 but if you wait upon the Lord, you'll be running circles around them. In other words, the young youth do, do uh, uh, faint and fall. I was thinking about Brother Hagen. And uh, when he uh, came off the bed of sickness, I'm closing down. And uh, he, was, he was skinny. He, he, didn't weigh, he, didn't weigh, he was, I think, six foot tall, but he probably weighed you know, 115 pounds of that. And um, he, uh, because he, you know, he was bed fast for 16 months. And so he got a job pulling up trees, uh, peach trees. And so he got this job pulling up peach trees. And so he would have to get up early in the morning before the sun came up. And he said he sure didn't feel like getting up. <laughs> and uh, he would get up and, uh, and then they would have two men crews that would pull these peach trees up. But, and, and, and he just felt weak and tired, but he would start confessing, the Lord is the strength of my life and the portion thereof. And he would keep confessing that even though he felt tired and weak, you know, at five o'clock in the morning before the sun was up, like each one of us would probably feel that way too. And so, but as he started walking down the road, which I don't know how long that walk was to get to the uh, place where he had to pull those trees up. Uh, he said, as he kept confessing it, he said it was a grace that came on him, a strengthening that came on him. And so when he would get there, he said he would work like a Trojan all day long. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And he would be pulling up those peach trees like a, I mean, like a, like, like a, like a gladiator. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And there was this one big guy that was, that was working and he, they, they were on the first set of crew and he, and he was like a 220 pound big guy. He says, he says, when this, when I finish, when I give up, no man will be, will be standing. And then, and then, uh, brother Hagin says, uh, God's bigger than you and I will still be standing. And that first crew, everybody ended up quitting they didn't make it. They had to keep hiring more people in. But guess who kept going? Brother Hagen. And guess who didn't quit? Brother Hagen. And guess who gave him the power to pull up those peach trees? God Almighty. And guess what happened? I'm telling you, pretty soon, Brother Hagen had the favor of the boss. And then he ended up, you know, getting invited to deliver the peach trees all across that city. Amen. Got more blessing on top of that. But how was Brother Hagen able to make it? Well, he kept confessing that the Lord is the strength of my life. 
uh, his portion forevermore. I'm going to say this. You're not missing it in your believing. You're missing it in your speaking. And you need to start speaking the promises of God three times more than you believe it. And you need to start speaking that I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church and I'm the church. And you keep speaking these bold words. Keep speaking grace to your mountains. And I will and I will say this and decree it to you today. Your mountains will be leveled in your life bar none. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies and your goodness today. And I thank you, Father, for these precious people here. I thank you for those watching online. And perhaps it's time for you to make a move for God. The Bible says today's a day of salvation. And and this is an invitation. The Bible talks about Jesus knocking on the door of people's hearts. And, and the Bible talks about people are in the valley of decision. And I'm going to say this to you today. Make a decision for Jesus. Make a decision that Jesus is going to be first place in your life from this point on. Maybe you haven't made that decision. Maybe you're just kind of waiting around. Stop waiting around and start waiting on the Lord. Amen. So I want you to, if you're ready to make that decision, to move forward in God, to have greater grace in your life, to have the God factor, for God to strengthen you and help you, for his spirit to empower you. Pray this prayer with me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 